Here's another inspiring message from Northside Community Church, Sydney. I, I've so been looking forward forward to this morning uh, because we have a panel discussion that is coming off the back of the four chairs series that we have been doing over the past couple of weeks the four calls and in that series the big idea if you're just catching up with us has been that we've been trying to piece together how was it that Jesus took uh, a small bunch of 12 teenagers pretty much and invested into them in such a way that they turned the world upside down what we've also come to realize is that when you look at their lives and their stories, it's, it's, we've been asking, is it an ingredients issue or a methods issue? In other words, those 12 teenagers had exactly the same ingredients that we do as Christians today to change the world, and they did. And yet, at the same time, we see some churches and some Christians live lives that are not fruitful and not dynamic and not powerful and we've been asking, is that an, uh, an ingredients issue or a methods issue? And when we've been looking at the methods, we kind of realized that a way that you could summarize Jesus' methods was just in four simple calls. The call to just come and see, check out Christianity. You don't have to sign on yet. Just hang out with me. Then the call to come and follow. This is the call to become a believer, a follower of Jesus. And then there's this next call in increasing order of Come, follow me, and I will make you a fisher of people. So in other words, engage in my work of ministry. And then the final call that we looked at last week, the call to go and bear fruit, to become a spiritual grandparent, to replicate your life, Jesus' life in the lives of other people. So what it really is a description is, is four stages of the Christian life, of how someone comes to just be checking out Christianity, to becoming a Christian, to moving into the work of ministry with Jesus in chair three, and then going out and becoming a fruitful, multiplying disciple. The four calls are really in the four chairs, a summary of the Christian life. So why I'm excited this morning is we've got someone who is sitting in each of these various chairs in the, the come and see chair. I'm going to sit in this one. So let, let me not confuse you, but someone's going to be sitting in the come and see, the follow me, and the come, let's go fish, and I'll make you a fisher of people. We've got someone in each of those chairs. Would you like to meet them this morning? Oh, well, we're going to welcome up Robin and Kat and Rod. Why don't we give them a round of applause as they come and share with us this morning? Come, you're going to be in there, Kat. Hey, man, how are you? Good to see you. Welcome to church. Uh, your mic is in there, mate, down the side there, because we're going we're gonna to start with you, uh, Robin, because uh, if you haven't met Robin, this is Robin. Uh, how long have you been hanging out with us now? Probably since about June or July this year, not yeah. long at all. Yeah, so, so it's yeah. Uh, June, July, and, and chair one we've been saying is that chair to simply just come and see, come check out Christianity, and you're still checking out Christianity. Still checking it out, yeah. Yeah, yeah. still Always checking there. it out. <laughs> Always there. Yeah, um... What made you want to come and see, and, and how did you end up at Northside? I guess one of the one of the things that made me want to check out Christianity was um, growing up. I've always known, like a lot of Christians, we've had Christians in our group of friends, we've had Christians in our sporting teams, Christians at schools, um, and they've always been like the the nice, friendly, happy sort of people. Mm-hmm. Um, they've always had real good values in life, and I thought. I want to be like one of those guys. I want to change my ways and, and, and be a Christian and be a better person and share the values that they do and be a happier person, be um, more selfless in a way. So, yeah, that's probably why I sort of started checking it out. Two of my 
dear friends who sort of come to this church as well, they, um, they sort of got me into it and they said, said to them, do you know what, I'm going to come to church with you one day. I want to go and check it out. And they said, yeah, by all means, come along. And they, they introduced me to a load of people and I came and met yourself. And yeah, I've enjoyed it ever since. And I can, I can really actually see the change in my life too. So awesome, becoming man. a better person. and Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's been good. It's been a good journey. It's a short journey, but... Yeah, it's, it's but you're still here, you know. That's what I'm I still think. Here. Yeah, that's that's yeah, a cool yeah. thing. You're still here. You're only checking it out, but you're still here. Most yeah. people come in, blast out the other side, and I haven't even so. thought about just Bolton yet. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, you must be saying the right things. That's cool. So. Yeah. Now, look, one of my favourite moments all year has been. We were doing the Firefly series and one of my introductions was talking about how oh, we Christians think it's so hard to share your faith with your, with your non-Christian mates and, and they're always going to be hostile and antagonistic or cynical. And, and then we're standing at the foyer there and you challenged me on that with another one, like it was one of your flatmates or one of the, the other boys and you just said up front to me, oh, it's not that hard, like... I, I, it's not that really that hard, Sam. You just share. And what's been your experience with sharing with your mates uh, that you've been coming to church? Yeah, I remember and, that. Yeah. Um, if you know my group of friends, they are all those things you just said. Yep. Cynical. They, they they don't believe in Jesus. And yeah, they um they almost bag it out in a way. Hmm. Um, but I didn't go around telling them, "Hey, I'm going to church now." Like, you know, <laughs> look at me. I'm going to church. I'm a Christian. I think um, they invited me out to something or I was doing something or something on a Sunday morning and I said, oh, sorry, I can't make it. I'm going to church. And they're like, what? You're going to church? <laughs> and they thought, oh, God, this guy's not kidding. He's, he's, he's actually going to church. And then they sort of started telling everybody else and then all these people started coming up to me saying, oh, I hear you're going to church now. And they're like, okay. But um, no, they're really, really proud. And yeah, then... Wow. After that, I sort of say to guys, like, at work especially, it's, how was your weekend? I went to church on Sunday, and they're like, cool. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it was good. So, no, they, um, no one's been cynical. Yeah. Everyone's been really supportive. A lot of people have, actually, everyone's really proud that I am going to church. Yeah, wow. Um, I guess if you sort of knew the type of person I was before, you probably wouldn't believe I'd be someone that would go to church or mm. believe in Jesus and... Yeah. All that sort of stuff. So. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So it's sounding like it's just it's it's easier than we often think. Just it, sowing that little seed. In. It yeah. is. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. It's definitely not something to be embarrassed about. Yeah. Um, and I, I tell people openly now that it's I go to church. So <laughs> it's um, easier it. than saying I'm a bulldog supporter. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> and so you've been hanging around here since June. You we hung out at Christianity Explained a bit. We're whiteboarding, lots of questions. I just guess reflecting for some of the crew here, yeah, what's your experience of church? I, I think like? Christianity Explained is one of, the, one of the better stepping stones for yeah. coming into Christianity, um, yeah. looking into churches and things like that. It's, it, gives, it gave me the chance to sort of ask any sort of questions or any sort of doubts that I had, mm. um, anything I wasn't sure of and and you answered them really well. I think the thing that stuck out was, well, the, the most common question is, is God real or is mm. Jesus real? And I think you replied saying the simple fact that we're here and checking it out means that he is. The simple mm. fact of there's so many churches around the world and so many people follow Christianity, then, yeah, it's, it's definitely real. And mm. if you don't want to believe in God, then 
you know, don't stick around. <laughs> don't, don't, don't be here. There's plenty of other things you can be doing at four o'clock on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Like watching the Bulldogs. Yeah. So. <laughs> Sounds like you still need a bit of prayer, mate, with the, <laughs> the Bulldogs. It's all good. <laughs> Feel comfortable in the chair. It's all good. Um, final question for you. Uh, Look, yeah, you're still checking it out. Uh, what, are, what are some of the big needs for someone who's sitting in chair one and still thinking about, do I, don't I do this whole Jesus thing, Christianity thing? What have been some of the big needs for you in terms of whether it's thinking or barriers that you've got to get over? What's... I think um, I, I sort of need to get more involved with church now, mm. um, getting involved with the projects that mm. the church is doing, anything like a, a Glee barbecue day, those mm. sorts of things, mm. and just really getting into it and not just turning up on a Sunday and you know singing a few songs and listening to you talk and yeah. then going home and forgetting about it all, but you know attending Bible studies, the connection groups and those sorts of things and yeah. really, really, really getting into it and ultimately become a better Christian. Yeah, it's awesome, so, man. Which means being a better person. That's cool, mate. Eh? How cool is this, eh? It's um, yeah. We can clap him now. It's all good. It's um, thanks, thanks for sharing, uh, Robin. Yeah, Cat's Cat's got hers. You can pass that down to Rod. We're getting to him in the end in a second. He's he's chilling out down there. But one of the things I wanted to get across to us too in this series was as well that uh, each progression to the different chair is a call. It's funny. Uh, some people. Have, Come out of the series getting a little bit nervous thinking, oh, what is the church trying to force me through this Amway style program where I've got to go from one chair to the next? It sounds like you're trying to push us into everything. And no, it's not. It's, it's a call. You respond to Jesus's call and the call of ultimately the Holy Spirit that we would say to move from chair one to two to three to four. And um, that's been a bit of your story, Kat, because you're a bit like Robin six and a bit months ago, right? So yeah. fill us in on your story and what that call looked like for you to move from chair one to chair two. Yeah, so I was very similar to Robin. Um, Christian Explained was my first contact with Northside and churches in the last decade too. So yeah, it was a really, really good introduction. Um, but yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head in terms of moving between chairs. Um, I, I didn't feel pressured. Um, not by the church or by you or, or by anyone else. I think, to be honest, you would have been quite happy if I sat here for 10 years just mm-hmm. kind of hanging out in the back. But, um, yeah, it, it was it was funny, and I think that's why it's it's almost tricky in some ways to put your finger on it because it wasn't something that was overt. Mm. It wasn't like someone came up and said, okay, your turn, down the back you go and give your life to Christ. <laughs> um, it was very much something I was thinking about for... A, a few weeks, um, but it was just a matter of not really being sure of the right time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was just in in a night service, and I just had this little voice in the back of my head saying, "Yep, it's time now. Mm. You're ready. Off you go." That's cool. And um, what's been the greatest part of transitioning from chair one to chair two for you? I think, in the short term, the greatest. I think the greatest thing about the transition was the feeling of baptism. Um, I think that very rarely do we get the sense that everything is just aligned and we're doing what we should be doing in the place where we should be doing it with the people we should be doing it with. Um, And the incredible joy that comes with that is just mind-blowing. But for the longer term, uh, very similarly to what Robin said, is that feeling of moving 
steadily close to being the person that I want to be mm. um, and building that relationship with, with God. And I think that's something that is the greatest gift of stepping mm. into chair two is that, you know, you've, you've made a commitment to that mm. and you've made a commitment to pursuing that and, and entering into that covenant. Mm. And it's still new for you. You've been a Christian all for a couple of months. Three months. Yeah, wow. You're a veteran. Hold your second. <laughs> <laughs> um, what have been the challenges so far for you already? Ooh, um, I, think, I think the challenges are different for everyone. And I think that's because everyone enters into this for coming from a different place. But I think the biggest challenge for me has been the clash between the old and the new, Mm -hmm. Um, the mixing of who I was with who I am with who I want to be. Mm. Um, And even though coming to who we want to be is a lifelong journey, I think that, you know, and this is probably stepping into one of the later questions, but I think coming into chair two is very much a call to action. Um, And so I think that having made that decision, there are some things that are required from that point that wouldn't have necessarily been required before. Um, so I think that, uh, yeah, for, for example, this weekend, um, hanging out with some of my non-Christian friends on, on um, well, last night and technically this morning in Canberra, um, and then jumping on a bus at five o'clock in the morning to come back for church. I mean, and it's, it's so funny, my friends are probably getting up right about now. <laughs> um, but it's just that thing, and it's just, um, it's that, just that testing Yep. of what life's going to look like now. And I think that's probably the biggest, biggest challenge yeah. at the moment. Which is good to hear because I often say to everyone, to become a Christian is not about getting all your life in order. Jesus just meets you where you're at and yep. then he'll work out how that happens. And that sounds like what's happening for you. Yeah. Uh, I said also that chair two people are technically, without sounding judgmental, they're spiritual babies, which uh, you are. Uh, what are some of the things that you feel that you need uh, at this stage in your journey with Jesus? Yeah, um, I, I certainly don't think as a as a chair tour that it is judgmental. I mm. think I actually quite enjoyed that analogy because I could see a lot of of my journey in that. Mm. And I think that again, there are certain things that people are going to come more naturally to, and some things they're going to struggle with. So yeah. for me, um, one of my big things is learning out learning how to deal with my sin. Yep. Um, and I think that you know it's. It's just finding that balance between, you know, what, what used to never be an issue before mm. is now something that kind of hits me. I was like, mm. oh, what am I doing? <sighs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think learning how to work through that is something really big. Um, and I think that, yeah, just having people to, to do the walk with mm. is something also that's really, really important. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So I guess final question for you, what would you say to someone who is as you've been through that now, from chair two to someone sitting in chair one, because we always have a bunch of people here, which is unreal. In any given Sunday, there are people just checking out Christianity here. They've been bought by a friend or looked us up on the web. That was you. You looked us up on the internet. Uh, What would you say to someone now that's that's just uh, checking out Christianity? They're just coming to see. Yeah, I think take your time. Is probably one of the big things. Um, it's it's not a race. It's not a rush. Um, you certainly won't feel rushed by by anyone here. Um, ask a lot of questions because I think it's through asking questions that you become not only more knowledgeable knowledgeable about what we're actually doing here every Sunday, but you come to understand what it means for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where you come to kind of the understanding that you know rather than 
feeling like it's real because you're told it's real, knowing it's real because you know. Yeah, it's good. It's cool. Good stuff. Um, it's good to get that perspective, isn't it? It's um, it's been unreal. If you've anyone who knows Cat has just seen the way that God has has just taken off in her life, and and Cat has been one of the stories for us in ministry this year to reaffirm us that God's real and active and alive in the church, and this is not some paint by numbers thing. And it's been uh, great to witness the way that He's moved with you there. Uh, I guess the next chair, moving on from chair two to chair three is uh, my esteemed brother down the end there. And see, Chair 3 is that call to, uh, it's, it's a much bigger call. And we, we talk through, I guess, the shift in time that can happen as well. You can sit in Chair 2 as a follower of Jesus for many, many years. But this next call is the call to actively get involved in the ministry of Jesus. It's where he takes his disciples out on a fishing trip around the countryside and they learn how to minister like him and actually to do ministry. And so that's why we thought we'd get Rod in this morning as someone who's been there, done that, so to speak, right, Rod, that you've, uh, you've done a bit of ministry over the years as a Christian. Uh, looking back on it, uh, how, did, how did you first step into actively getting involved in God's work and God's ministry? And what did that look like? Was it, was it a single step or something that developed over time for you? I became a Christian at a very young age. Um, and from that moment on, I felt the call on God's life. I, I always had a, a, an outreach perspective that God wanted me to do outreach for him. So uh, from a young age, I prayed that God would, um, would use me in that regard. It mm-hmm. um, wasn't after I left school and I was working, I was uh, ensuing a career in an art studio that I came across uh, a, and I was praying about God's will for my life and I wasn't really happy there. And I came across this, this photograph I was, I was touching up for an advertisement. It was an aeroplane and, and a guy beside it. And I just felt God say to me, That's, I want you to be that guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was quite powerful. Um, I went home, I prayed about it. Um, it wasn't just that he wanted me to be in aviation, but he wanted me to, to use my, my gift as a Christian in aviation. Mm-hmm. And that's, I guess that's how it started, so I pursued that. And um, uh, it took God 30 years to prepare me for ministry. <laughs> On looking back, it took him 30 years. And um, uh, my ministry was um, to unchurched guys uh, in the city and in the country. Wow. So, um, and he led me all that way, and, and it was very exciting. Wow, 30 years. And so what you would... Fly these planes, go out to the country, minister to guys out in the country, and, I, and, com- and combine, combine. I lived out of Sydney for quite some time. When I came yeah. back to Sydney, I started a, a, a ministry to businessmen in the in the Cronulla area, mm. uh, and that ran for about twenty years. But it was an incredibly successful ministry. Mm. Um, we actually had trouble keeping guys away, and, and it was for <laughs> non-Christian guys. It wasn't for Christian guys. Yeah, and that was so successful. I, I felt God call me to take it out west because I had had farming experience and uh, all this I'd, I'd found that God had been preparing me all this time and when you look back it's not so surprising God, God prepared his son for 30 years before he started ministry <laughs> <That's right>. so, <laughs> so uh, I should have been prepared for 60 yeah. but, uh, <laughs> that's cool and so um, 
in that. And I'm loving the perspective of all of this too, and it's great seeing you sit next to Kat and even myself and just seeing the time frames and the horizons that you're putting into all of this for us. Uh, one of the things that uh, we heard from a video from Dan Spader in week three of this series was that so often people actually go back from chair three to chair two because uh, chair three is actually tough. Like there can be, it requires servanthood and sacrifice and even a little bit of suffering in the mix. Uh, what's been your experience in terms of doing that much ministry and, and just what you've had to go through to, to stay in chair three? Look, ministry isn't easy, mm. uh, but it's also extremely fulfilling. Mm. So I think you, you must look at your goals, um, what God has called you, and have that as your, as your goal. I think the most important thing is to, to um, daily keep in touch with the Lord. Mm. Um, prayer is the most important thing, um, because through that he can show you. You know where you're going, what you want for your life. That's been uh, really important to me. I have had struggles. Um, um, I, I think one of the biggest um, issues I had was just non-support from my church family. Mm. You know, I didn't have much encouragement at all, and and that really grieved me mm. um, because I was. There were times when I I really, you know, come up with issues with guys, and uh, I just felt I didn't have too many people. To support me, you know, when, when I was going out and flying out, and, to and you think that's because it would it challenged the model of how church does stuff, or yeah, people yeah, that I, actually sort of dovetails into last week. You know, I said that if you want to be chair three, chair four disciple, you're going to get attacked often from within, exactly because the church often misunderstands and or you're not or you're not serving coffee this week. You're off flying your plane out reaching the guys. Like we need you on the coffee machine. Like yeah, yeah. yeah it was it that type of yeah. Yeah, support? I, I believe yeah. that. Yeah. Yes, I do. Yeah. And the other, the other thing, uh, I had a mate that was uh, spent five and a half years coming out with me as support, yeah. and uh, he had a couple of issues and, and um, left me, uh, and that was a big, a, a real big concern for me, because mm. uh, now I was on my own. Mm. Uh, but look, we worked through that, and I was, I was really concerned how that might affect the ministry, yeah. but it didn't actually, it enhanced it. I mean, God's good. Yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> You know, it wasn't personal issues, yep. uh, but, you know, when you're in ministry, um, it's very different to being in business. Uh, you know, things that would, would just roll off your back in business, uh, it's very different. Yeah. You know, it's a God thing, yeah. and, it's, and it's serious. It's a, it's a much more serious matter. And it can probably sting a bit more, I take, you know, what I'm hearing you saying that is, yeah, business can be business, but when it's the ministry of God, there's... There's a you thing that can really sting you in that, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And as a, and as a pastor, I'm sure you would have oh. stuck some of that already. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe. <laughs> um, I guess looking on the flip side of it, though, because one of my favourite um, sections in journeying through this life of Jesus was in Luke 10. He sends the disciples out, and they come back full of joy. They say, "Even the demons submit in your name," and they're pumped because they're seeing the way that. God's working through them. So, and I've I've heard you hint at it, but I guess your final question for you is: Yeah, it sounds like there's been some stings, some struggles. It needs consistency, some grit, uh, some prayer to do chair three ministry. But on the flip side, uh, yeah, what what have been the joys for you in terms of the way that you've just seen God at work? How have you seen God at work? Oh, look, the joys outnumbered by by a thousand times. Mm. Um, look, seeing guys. Uh, just like we see a Robin here, uh, progress 
seeing their lives change in a miraculous way over time. Not, generally it's not, uh, you know, not over weeks, it's often over years, but seeing these guys' lives change and for the better and then come to, come to a realisation that they need Jesus is just incredible. It's, it's the biggest joy you could ever, ever have and and doing God's work you know I mean it's I used to come back every I used to go a week a month and come back every week and we'd I'd just come back just skipping for joy I mean it was just amazing how God was yeah it was it was the most invigorating thing I think I've ever done in my life yeah wow what do you reckon church hey it's a it's just uh been helpful to see. Just even I've been reflecting as we've been hearing these stories is um, just how this this has been a framework. This is not is not some Sam strategy. This was just the life of Jesus put down in a way that we could explain it. And how cool is it to see someone at each stage of it all? And I, the the one thing that I hope that we grasp out of Sunday is that this is already happening in our church. This is not something that we need to produce or manufacture. In fact, we can't produce and manufacture. This is God growing his church. And a great reminder that in any point in time, there's going to be a bunch of Robins, and we're so glad that you've been here. And, um, mate, just to get up and share with all the crew, I was just you've made my week, man, to say, because I've loved our chats, and I, I wanted all of these guys um, to, to hear, hear you and get a sense of, um, of what you're about and your journey here at Northside. And, and for you as well, Cat, and to see the way that God has shown up in your life and, and you've been some of that joy that Rod's been talking about there. And for those that know you, to see the way that um, how real God is and, uh, and the transformation that's taking place in your life after you've made that decision to follow him. And Rod, just as, 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 a, as, a, as a young gun, for me just to... I've been blessed, I'm sure everyone else around, uh, just that reminder of what it takes. And you represent so many faithful crew in this church. And I look at a few of them over in that direction because that's where many of them sit on a Sunday morning. But uh, just for me, a reminder of the amazing uh, generation that we have in this place that have done not three months or three years, but 30 years worth of ministry and seeing God at work. I'm so grateful for every one of you guys in this place and the inspiration that you are to me and our younger generation in this church. And my hope and heart is that, guys, it's all here. You know, some churches, everyone's under 35. Some churches, everyone's over 75. Uh, look at the blessing that we've got in this place around us. And it was just a way for us to open up and say, if we just open our eyes into this framework and strategy, um, there's going to be a robin hanging around you if you're a Christian, you're a chair two or three. Um, if you're a chair one and you're coming and seeing, wanting to know what the Christian life looks like, go and have a coffee with Rod after the service and I'm sure he's going to tell you a few stories about planes, Jesus and the power of God. So can I pray for us as we finish up this morning? And uh, guys, we're so thankful for the way that you've shared and blessed us uh, in your stories this morning. Why don't we give him one more round of applause? <clears throat> Father, we thank you for the way that you are at work in this place and for the picture that you have painted through each of these three lives this morning, the way that you're at work. And Lord, I pray for each person in this place, whichever chair they sit at, uh, that they might be encouraged on one hand that it is your work and your call that progresses us through this thing we call the Christian life. 
that, Father, at any point in time, uh, there is someone around us who's just a few steps ahead or at least one chair ahead in the journey, but there's also someone who's just one chair behind that, uh, Father, you may well be calling someone in this place this morning to minister into their lives and to, to cheer them on and to encourage them. We pray that as a church we capture this uh, all that we've been talking about, Father, in this life of Jesus, that as we move into 2016, Father, that we'd be a church that would just keep it simple, that we look one chair ahead and one chair behind, and in so doing, uh, continue to work out the methods of your strategy, Lord Jesus, that changed the world. So focus us on that. Lead us in that Holy Spirit, we pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Well, thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to find out more about Northside, visit northsidechurch.org.au.